You're listening to Gifted with Sheila White, a podcast that will inspire you. Its purpose is to uplift and entertain creatives to pursue their passions through their gifts. Sheila White is a film and television producer, author, and entrepreneur. And in each episode, Sheila talks with gifted individuals about their journey and the lessons they've learned. It will also inspire you to make an impact, living your best purpose-driven life with clarity. And now, here's your host, Sheila White. Welcome, welcome, welcome to today's show. This is going to be an exciting show, you guys. This is going to be exciting time, folks. So we want you to grab a pen and call a friend and get ready to gain some insight on a subject that has kept many people hostage and has held up many from achieving their dreams and goals. Today, in in the studio with me is my guest, Philip Victor, And he is the author of Pass the Baton from Fear to Power and a Sound Mind. And the purpose of this episode is to help you to pass the baton, to empower you to change your mindset by becoming courageous enough to take the necessary action steps that you need in spite of your fears so that you can achieve all of God's abundance that he has for you. Now, folks, on this show, we talk to many experts, mavericks, pioneers, and trailblazers. And we have a gentleman that encompasses all of these today. Please welcome with me my guest, Philippe Victor, to the show. Welcome, Victor. I am doing great. I am doing great. There's, I've been waiting for this moment for a long time. Um, We go back, of course, and we're members of the same church and things like that. You helped me to overcome a number of fears by going through your training. And so I was excited to bring this information to our audience uh, today out there in radio and podcast land, talking about how we can overcome the things that are holding us back those fears that we have in our mind. So before we get into that meat, I just want you to give me a little of your backstory of a little bit of your background, where you're from and why you decided to go into this subject matter. I'm from Haiti originally, okay? And um, my father came up here back in 69, sent up for the family, the family came up. And Haiti, as you know, is a, is a place as to where uh, the way it's advertised is that everybody lives in poverty, okay? Uh, however, everybody in Haiti is not is not poor. Everybody in Haiti is not is not in is not in that type of poverty. But um, since I was a kid, I've always wanted to succeed in a variety of things. Okay, and um, um, my family had entrepreneurs in the background. Uh, my grandmother never really worked a job in her life. Mm. Uh, she's always sold things from our market from the uh, from the garden that we had, or or she did some massages and things of that nature. Uh, my grandfather, although he was blind, he was an entrepreneur. He he wow. had plenty of cash flow coming in and things of that nature. Uh, my father has gotten involved in, in uh, a multitude of things, and 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 and, and to the, in today's day and time, he's down in Florida doing real estate. Uh, wow! My children, um, they've always we've I've always taught them to be entrepreneurs so that they can take care mm-hmm. of themselves. My brothers have done a variety of well. Um, skin care products. They've also done stuff for hair and things of that nature. Um, so we just, in my viewpoint is that uh, uh, it's like we have entrepreneurship flowing in our blood. Wow. So you, you're from a family of entrepreneurs. And so it's really interesting that you decided to do this particular piece about fear, because it seems like throughout your family history, 
your your grandmother, your grandfather, and different people in your family, they they moved beyond that fear. They just said, hey, we're going to do this. We're going to be entrepreneurs and start our own business and not work like a typical nine to five. So with that background that you have, how did you get to the point where you said, I want to write something on fear and deal with that particular issue? How did you come to that point? One of the things that I, I love, actually love is uh, network marketing, okay? Okay. Uh, some people think that's a scam, but it's not a scam. Um, um, but I love network marketing to the point as to where I wanted to try to get as many people to succeed as possible. Now, the problem is that um, the problem is that everybody has obstacles that's holding them back, okay? People mm-hmm. are not actually at the fullest potential rise. And one time I was doing some research and trying to come up, develop a new, a new way of trying to find the best qualified people to join my network marketing business. And I was listening to, I was listening, I was just tripping through the phone, listening to various podcasts and things of that nature. And uh, Ms. Robin, uh, what's Robin's last name? I forget her last name, but uh, she had a television show on, on NBC, okay, pertaining to fear. And one of the things that she said is that the reason why most people fell at network marketing was because there is no uh, vehicle to help people overcome fear. And so that changed my whole focus from trying to find the best recruits and things of that nature to trying to uh, find a way to help people so that they're able to overcome this fear and to fill that gap that Robin was talking about so that people, I can actually help my team succeed at that time. Wow. Wow. You know, to achieve what you want, you just have to face the reason why most people who have the knowledge and the skills, they often fail at what they are more than capable of of achieving. And, you know, what is the process like for people, they have skill, they have knowledge, but still they have this block there that, that just won't let them penetrate through to get a breakthrough. You know, uh, talk a little bit about what the process is like or the concepts Um, that you talk about in your book. I know you have many principles in your book as it pertains to success in life, but what is the process or explain a little bit about what are some of the uh, concepts that you use to help people to just take another step and another step to just break through that barrier of fear. I've worked with a, I've worked with a, several people and tried to help them overcome their fears. And one of the things I've discovered is that giving them the five-minute breakdown of things, and mm-hmm. even though I'm able to help them see and flip their mindset to a different way, they still do not believe that it is actually that simple. If I take 30 seconds or 15 seconds to give you get you to where you need to be at, you're not going to believe it's really that simple. Okay. Okay. So. But as far as overcoming fear is concerned, you got you have to go back and take a look and see some of the things that you've been told, uh, some of the things you've experienced, some of the things that you actually believe. And until you until you're able to look at some of those things, it makes it very difficult mm-hmm. because, as it pertains to fear, what you're looking at is that you've got uh, fiery darts coming at you, okay? And mm-hmm. those fiery darts are comprised of basically two types of two things, actually. It's, it's, it deals with the uh, uh, um, the things that you've experienced, things you've been do- told, and things of that nature from your past mm-hmm. that were on the negative side. We tend okay. to indulge with those things, okay? The other part of the fiery dart is the physical symptoms that you'll experience, okay? Some of those physical symptoms may be you're not feeling well, you're feeling tired. You may even find busy work or, procrast- or find other ways to procrastinate to keep you from succeeding. All of those things come up to those fiery darts that the enemy likes to fire at us, okay? And when we allow us to get hit by those fiery darts, we get, uh, how you say, we get uh, 
um, 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 there's that death grip, that's a holographic death grip that grips us and keeps us from moving forward or doing anything, even though we have the skill, even though we have the ability, and, 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 and we just end up just spinning our wheels. And even though we're not spinning our wheels at 100%, we're only giving it a partial uh, spin for the simple reason that uh, we have all these things, I, I'm not going to succeed. My family does not succeed in things like this. Uh, we've never done this before. All of these things go through our minds. A lot of things go through our minds that hinder us from reaching the successes or doing the things that we need to do to succeed. And frankly, to break the whole thing of fear, it, 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 uh, what it boils down to is taking action ultimately. Okay? Ultimately, you have to take action. That is the way you're going to, and the more you take action, the, uh, the greater the defeat blows that you're dishing out to fear. Wow, that that is really awesome. And we did do a five-hour training. We went through the whole five-hour training. And you would be surprised, all those fiery darts that you talk about that come to you. You know, you said that for things to change, you must change. For things to get better, you must get better. As we talked about in the training, as we went through that. And you talked to us about mindset, that mindset is everything and that you get to choose. Uh, let's talk about that. People have a choice. And a lot of times people are on a one track uh, road thinking that this is the way it is. I can't change it. And this is the hand that I've been dealt with. But let's talk about the mindset and that we do have a choice to change that mindset for the better. First of all, the quote for you to change uh, you have to get better and things of that nature. I actually got that from Jim Rohn's. I used to love Jim Rohn's. As, as, yes. And as a true, uh, as a true, uh, how you, uh, as a true network marketer, mm -hmm. you, know, you, you have not arrived until you actually listen to Jim Rohn's. Okay. Yes. Now, yes. As as far as uh, as far as the mindset. Okay. We've been programmed with a lot of negative stuff from our child, from the time we were in the womb all the way to about the age seven, eight, or seven or eight years old. Okay. Wow. All that stuff has into us. Okay. Now the question is, how do you flip all of that around? Okay? Mm -hmm. uh, in the program, as you can recall, we went through a series of exercises, and one yes. of the exercises was to take the negative of the stuff that you've been told, and we flip that around and change that to the negative. And right. The goal of that was. Work it to work it so much throughout the weekdays so that it becomes second nature to us so that whenever we have a negative thought pop up in our minds we're able to flip it now as far and, and again this is all choice we get to choose to do that okay mm -hmm. now as far as the whole fear aspect is concerned from that keep in mind that fear and excitement they're physically it's like as far as a physical response that you have you they're physiologically the same okay? right because the same symptoms you have for fear is the same symptoms you have for excitement. The bottom mm. line is, what is it that you choose to assign mm -hmm. to that, to what you're feeling? Do you mm -hmm. decide to go with fear or do you just have to go with excitement? Either way it goes, it's up to you to change. The same way it's up to you to take the principles, to flip the uh, um, um, all that negative programming you had from childhood, even on through adulthood. And, and, and even then we continue to program ourselves, but it's up to us to work on changing our mindset, the way that we think from the negative to something which is more on the positive to lead us down the path to the successes that we're looking for. So sometimes the things that is holding you back is all in your head. It's all in our minds. It's wow. So when I was going through the training, me and another family member, it was when we got to that point to realize that we had a choice that we can do one or the other. It's the way that we viewed the situation. And you know, beyond before that time, before going to do the training, it was like you hear about how to stop stinking thinking or how to get rid of 
negative thoughts and things like that. But you actually gave us some tools and actually some biblical tools to help us. Uh, let's talk about some of the things we went through of how you told us how we could cast down negative imaginations and strongholds. Um, I know that that's biblically based, but for those in our listening audience, explain a little bit of how you can cast down those negative imaginations and strongholds that's gripping your mind. For one thing, you have to make sure that you understand that God is your partner, okay? Okay. God is your partner. He's there to work with you to help you succeed in whatever it is that you're looking at. All mm-hmm. right. For me, for example, uh, if that's something I'm interested in doing, I'll, you know, if doors are opening up, I like to talk with God and ask and try to get confirmation if that is from Him or not. Okay. okay. Now, as far as overcoming some of these strongholds, okay, uh, we've been told that uh, we're, we're, you know, you're stupid. Mm. You'll never amount to anything. Right. A key thing is to try to put that and move that out of the way. Okay. Okay. Um, we cannot dwell on those things. And we have a tendency of dwelling on the negative instead of counting our blessings. Okay. Mm. As long as we're not counting our blessings, we're focusing on the negative stuff. And as, okay. Uh, um, if we can let the negative stuff go. All right. Mm-hmm. If we can let the negative stuff go, which is the stuff that's holding you in place, which is the stuff that has that death grip on you. Okay. Yeah. If we can let that mental aspect go and we start taking steps towards what we need to be trying to take care of, mm-hmm. if, we need to be, uh, if we start to become more responsible, the strongholds have no choice but to let you go. Knowing mm. that the Lord, knowing that the Lord, your savior is actually working on your behalf also behind the scenes. You mm. don't see him doing anything, but nonetheless, look at the world that he's given you. He's given you a world that's where right now we have people claiming that there's a drought and we cannot, we do not have enough water. There's not yeah. enough food. There's yeah. you know, this, that, and the other. However, look at the world. The world is made up of mostly water. Yes. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Made up of mostly water. If we can look at that blessing, if we sometimes, sometimes we may need to move to go where the uh, where the blessings are, so that we can, so that, so that we can take full advantage of it, mm-hmm. and let the negative stuff go. Let the let the negative stuff that's trying to hold you bound up go. We have, sometimes we have to physically move away from things. Sometimes, but mm-hmm. however, mentally, however, when it comes to the mental side, we have to focus on the things that are uh, um, that demonstrate uh, gratefulness. Mm-hmm. We have to demonstrate on the sides as to where we're focusing on what it is that we're wanting to achieve. Uh, mm-hmm. We have to focus on those things. Right. And, and in all of that, love plays a very strong role in that and try to help you achieve the things you want to achieve. It's really exciting because you talked about a holographic uh, death grip that prevents people from achieving various uh, goals and, and things and uh, from living their best life. And I didn't really look at the fear that way but when you describe it i thought wow that is true this particular fear was is is holding me back and it has like a type of grip but i think most people don't really realize how it is really holding them hostage from doing more or for living their best life they kind of just settle in with that fear you know and things like that and so when you when you talked about in the training the holographic uh death grip that it has on you I mean, people have so many fears. There's there's thousands and thousands and thousands of fears that are out there from, from fear falling, from, you know, from noises to uh, animals, different types of animals, all these types of fears. And it literally does hold you in this, this holographic grip to where you can't move and have your full being and doing what you want to do. So I like that fact that you kind of brought that out. And I know one of the scriptures that you used was that God has not given us the spirit of fear but of power and of love and a sound mind. And so that was a tool 
that we can use to be able to help us. But I had heard about that scripture before, but there's the exercises that you take us through in this training was really the key. That was really the game changer because we were able to use those things and to turn around that negative programming. You mentioned as a child, starting those fears start coming in as a child where people say, you're not good enough. You're dumb. You're like your father. You're like your mother. Um, you'll never amount to anything. All of this negative programming, you can't do this. You can't do that. It starts to settle in and it becomes a part of you and it holds you there hostage. And so the, the exercises that you took us through was very, very instrumental in helping that grip to be broken so that we can kind of move on and, and start to um, have a better life and to help live our best life. Um, now you described fear earlier. You said it's, it's kind of an emotional response um, like fears, like perceived danger that has manifested. What are some of the basic symptoms of fear? Uh, you said something about excitement and fear are the same. What are some of those symptoms that people can realize that um, it's the exact same as being excited? And what, what types of symptoms do you have when you're going through those two di different challenges? It can be anything like butterflies in the stomach, sped up heart rate, mm. sweat. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it, it's interesting because I know, for instance, you were talking about an example of a roller coaster. And you said when you're going up the roller coaster, you're, you're anticipating, then you get up there and then you go down, you're really excited, your heart rate speeds up, you may break into a little sweat, you know, every, you're kind of tense at a little point and things like that. But at the same time, you have the same types of experiences that you told us about when we're going through fear. Your heart rate speeds up, you kind of get a little bit tense, you might break out in a sweat. So it's interesting that Fear and excitement have some of the same types of symptoms as you were talking about. And I thought that was really weird because I didn't make that connection before and realizing that when I'm excited about something, my heart's fast, you know, I may get a shortness of breath, I'm nervous, butterflies in my stomach, that's happening. But it also is the same symptoms when I'm fearful of a particular thing or a situation. And uh, that parallel kind of helped me to understand, well, if you're experiencing these, these symptoms, you can actually flip it. It's a mindset. How are you going to deal with it? And that's what was so cool about um, you taking us through different experiences and helping us to just press beyond, you know, and things like that. So it, it has to do with the programming, you know, that, that word programming, you know, let's, let's, let's see how we can help people to understand how the programming from a child going through adolescence, going through college, or just through their adult years, how that does combat um, how that does affect them in that journey that they're on through with fear. I don't know if you've been to the circus lately, okay? But when you go to a circus, sometimes you see a you see an elephant being led around by a small rope. Okay? Right, right, right. The elephant can be tied down with a stake in the ground, and I mean that elephant can lift a car, can push a car out of the way with no problem. Right. It's like it, compared to us, it has super strength. But yes. Yet, the small stake that's driven in the ground is able to hold this elephant back. Okay? Mm -hmm. Now, all that training uh, for the elephant to be able to be withheld, held back that way, all that training started when the elephant was small. Mm. Tie the elephant with a, with, a, with a major strong cable or, or chains or whatever. Wow, wow. The baby elephant could not get away. Well, mm. that was its programming that it received. 
as 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 hard as that baby elephant tried pulling on that chain on that cable, it could not break free. Right. So ultimately, as time progressed, what you've got is that you have this huge elephant. His mind is locked up thinking, well, I remember when I was a kid that I couldn't break loose. And now, mm. now that I'm an adult, I still can't break loose because this is a super powerful cord that I'm unable to break free from. Wow. So the programming that we receive as children. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it goes back even into the womb, okay? Yeah, yeah. Into the womb. As we receive the negative programming, as we get all this negative stuff being fed to us, you cannot do this. You cannot do that. It's never been done in our family. All of this stuff is like the elephant trying to pull free from the rope, but it cannot because all that stuff is overwhelming. Now, Mm. keep in mind that as a child, we're in a super state as to where we're able to learn things very quickly. Yes. It's a super learning state that we're in. And it's almost to some degree hypnotic to some degree. That's Mm. where whatever you tell a child, they believe it to be true. Mm. Now, we have all of this stuff within us that we believe to be true. As adults, even though it may not be true, the same with the elephant, it's it's, it's not a true thing that this cable is, is some super cable able to keep the elephant back. But okay. the simple little rope, it's for the elephant, it's nothing. You can snap mm-hmm. it just like that. But unfortunately, mm-hmm. it does not because it, its mind is incapable of doing it. And it's the same way that the programming that we receive from childhood to adulthood, and sometimes sometimes we even help we even help program ourselves also with the negative stuff. Mm-hmm. Those things keep us from being able to do the simplest thing sometimes to gain the successes in life that we're supposed to be getting, the blessings and everything we're supposed to be getting. That's a very good example because you're right. The elephant is being trained as a little elephant. This rope is on me. You can't, you can only go so far, you know, and as a child, they're being trained, they're hearing all these messages and then they grow into an adult and they still believe I'm not smart enough because someone teased them in school or they didn't get good grades or they're maybe having sibling rivalry where people were teasing them or something like that. Whatever messages or whatever programming uh, that you're getting as a child and you grow up like that elephant, as an adult, you're walking around thinking that you can't do anything, that you're limited, just the way that you said about that elephant who is an adult and has the power to break through, but they don't know it. And I think our connection with God by us being created in the image of likeness of God we have a powerful tool because we are created in his image, but yet we've been had this negative programming. So we're not using the strength that he has given us, you know, that gift of faith. And I think that meditation, which includes prayer and exercise and reading, which includes scriptures and journaling and affirmations are some of the ways to establish more of a healthier routine. These are some things that you talk about in your book and that we went through that training to help that that rope that we're tied to, tied to the chair or that stake in the ground to help us to break free of that limited thinking of that we can and help break through those fears. I know for myself personally, um, I I just did not like rodents, you know, mice. I'm like, oh no. And that fear came from as a child, as we talked about in the class, of just having older siblings, you know, sisters like, oh, I don't, I don't like rodents and, and, you know, having a negative impact where some people love mice. They have them as pets and they hug them and kiss them and play with little gerbils and other types of little small things. But I'm just like, okay, because of that negative programming growing up, I never did like it. I've even seen men jump on things and jump on chairs because they didn't like them either. But that programming 
just was there, that negative programming. So after going through your class and this training, I'm so excited to say that I was in a store. I think it was a, a, a jewel store, some store. But at any rate, I was in a store. And you know how they have the little boxes outside or inside? And uh, I, I saw something and it didn't even phase me. And from that <laughs> moment on, after going through this training, my whole uh, image of that change, I was able to see it on television or see it or not be bothered by it. If I see a little chipmunk running across the grass as I'm walking or at the zoo, it didn't bother me the way that it used to. It used to really bother me. But now I realize that I was stronger, that I was bigger, and that fear did not get me like it did before. You know what I'm saying? And so I, I really want to give a testament to people taking your training or getting in contact with you to be able to get your literature, your information, because it does work. I know there was another student in the class that didn't like snakes and they went through that transformation and they were able to just stomp a snake out. It was crazy, um, but they just was able to get past that fear. So now you can look at it and it doesn't bother you. So there is so much that you have um, in your class and in that training, it's a five hour training, but it's so worth it because if you have limited beliefs on yourself and if you have these holographic grips, this is a class that can help you to break free and to be able to move past some of those barriers. Now, you know, Philip, let's talk a little bit about gratitude because you talked about being grateful, gratefulness and things like that. So, so talk a little bit about how gratefulness can help play a role in this whole uh, dia diagram of just switching your thinking, you know, from negative to positive. Gratefulness actually opens the door so that you can receive more. Mm. Because if you're not grateful for what you have, if you're not thankful for what you have, I mean, okay, if I bought you some ice cream. All right, yes, yes. And you don't say thank you and you act like you don't care about it. As a matter of fact, you even talk negatively about it. Mm -hmm. What is to motivate me to buy you ice cream next time? Wow, wow, wow. Now, keep this in mind, okay? Now, we're dealing with a creator who wants to give us everything that our, well, I don't want to say everything, everything, but he wants to give us what our hearts desires according to his will, okay? Mm. So if he has blessings for you and you've been very ungrateful, mm. how would he want to give you more? Wow. If, you have, if he gave you a Mercedes Benz and you treat it like it's nothing, why would he want to give you a Bugatti? Mm, mm, okay. mm. So whatever it is that you receive, you have to be grateful for it. You have to be yeah. thankful for it. You have to appreciate it because mm. without that, the doors to receiving are closed. That That's awesome. Gratefulness. And, you know, I didn't look at it from that standpoint of view. The more grateful you are, I know that grateful people focus on their, you know, ungrateful people, they focus on their problems. They focus on what they're scared. Grateful people, they respect and value what they have. And so it was really something when you took us through that, because I was like, wow, you just have to be more grateful for, for what you have and be more respectful and not focus on your problems and things along that line. Like you said, it opens up a door, but we're going to take a quick commercial break right here. We're going to come back. We're talking to Mr. Victor, who is the author of an awesome book dealing with fear and how to break through the fears and things like that. The name of his, his book is From Fear to Power and a sound mind, pass the baton. And that's what he wants to do with everyone is to help you to pass the baton from fear to power and a sound mind so that you can be able to achieve those dreams and those goals that you have for yourself. We'll be right back after this commercial. Imagine yourself being pampered from head to toe, surrendering to the aromas of sweet serenity. 
Welcome to Libby's Soaps and Candles. Your destination for comfort and relaxation begins here. Visit us at Libby'sSoapsAndCandles.com to learn more about our exotic products. Welcome back. Welcome back. We're talking to the Maverick, the awesome gentleman himself, the trailblazer, Mr. Philippe Victor, who is an author of an awesome book dealing with fear, how to break through your fears, how to have a sound mind. And it's his whole program is really biblically based. Uh, it's based on principles and it's based on some sound concepts that can really help anyone, no matter if you're a business person or whether you're a layman and just regular person in the church, whether you're a busy mom, um, a college student, it doesn't matter. What he does is help you to kind of cast down that negative imagination and those strongholds that has been holding you back. He helps you to understand that that stinking thinking is all in your head. It's a mindset and that you can achieve the life that God wants you to have to live a more abundant and a more fuller life. Um, you know, we talked about gratefulness. We talked about being grateful. We talked about the holographic grip that fear can hold on you. And, you know, we also talked about, Mr. Victor, some of the, the symptoms of fear, that some of those symptoms of fear are the same as excitement, like your heart races, you're sweating, you get kind of tense. It's like you're on a roller coaster, you know, type of thing. And a lot of times people don't realize the similarities of those two types of things. But I love the fact of how you break things down in your training, um, talking about how you can go from one level place all the way to the end. And it's a drastic difference once they go through your four hour training. Um, now let's discuss another thing that's covered in your training, um, the cost that a person is willing to pay to get what they want. Because a lot of people do want what they want, but are they willing to pay the price? And I know that's one of the things that you talked about. If you want a particular thing, you may be fearful about it, but to be able to go after it, there's a cost that you have to be willing to pay. And we're not always talking financial. There's some mental and some, and some other things that you need to go through. Explain to our listening audience about the cost that you have to be willing to pay to get what you want. And it doesn't mean uh, money all the time. A lot of people like to have things come to them easily, okay? Mm -hmm. And frankly, you know, who does not like low-lying fruit, okay? Mm -hmm. Low-hanging fruit, I'm sorry. <laughs> we cannot sit back and think that God's going to treat us like King Solomon and just ship things, ship tons of gold to us, buy us a city here with nothing to offer, uh, uh, offer the marketplace, okay? Mm -hmm. We cannot mm -hmm. just sit back. And, we cannot just sit back and expect it to come to us. Okay. Um, there's other sacrifices that we have to make. For example, um, let's just say that I worked a 12-hour shift. Okay. I need to. I need to be able to get my children's meals together so that they're ready for school. I have to sacrifice my my sleep time to get make sure that my children's uh, um, things are ready, make sure that their clothes are ready, make sure that their food is ready. Okay? Mm -hmm. uh, if, if, if I want a brand new car, I have to be willing to put in the time at work, whether it's overtime mm -hmm. or whatever it is, I have to be willing to put that time and I have to sacrifice something for it, okay? Mm. Um, and at the same time, there's a, there's, a, there's a very powerful force that God gave us, okay? Yes. You quoted earlier. You quoted earlier on from scripture that says that God did not give us a power. Uh, I'm sorry. God, God did not give us a spirit of fear. Right. But instead, he. Gave, but instead, I'm paraphrasing that. But instead, he gave us love, power, mm -hmm. and sound mind. Mm -hmm. Now, one of the things we can actually do in paying that price is 
looking at what a mother would do to save a child, okay? If a mother comes home and the house that she lives in is engulfed in, in fire and in flames and smoke spewing out of everything, and she believes that her child is in the house, she will get up and run through the house yes. to find her child and bring her child out to save her. Right, right. Now, it's sort of the same thing. It's sort of the same thing. I want you to think about this, okay? Okay. Hmm. In order for us to have a sound mind, okay, we have to change our thinking, thinking as, as, mm -hmm. as, 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 as you were saying. We have to right. change our thinking. Right. Changing our thinking, the other thing we need, we need to make sure that we have is love. Okay. Wow. And part of what love does for us is that love, and most people do not understand what love is because uh, people think that some people think that love is a feeling. Love is truly an unconditional commitment to someone or something's well-being, positive growth, and their development to your own hurt, which is the type of love that I just explained to you that the mother did for the child in order to save the child, okay? And it's to her hurt, okay? Um, um, hmm. um, this is the same type of love that God has for us. That's the same thing he did for us, okay? When we have something that we're trying to succeed at, if we can sometimes take that love that we have for somebody else and link it to that thing that we want, we have power now to achieve anything and everything, Okay. right? So um, I'm looking at the cost to pay. When you love someone, it could even be to, you can even be to your, to, uh, uh, um, um, to the cost, the cost could even be your life. You mm. know what I'm saying? The same thing mm. God did for us. Okay, that's on the yeah. high side, but all along there's stuff in between the cost of your life and, 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 and the various sacrifices that one has to make in order to achieve what they need to achieve. Right. So that cost is going to vary depending on what it is that you're trying to achieve. It's going to mm -hmm. vary, but again, by having uh, by having love, power, and sound mind, with those three things combined together, there's nothing that you cannot achieve. There is no price that you cannot pay because of that love that you have for somebody else, and because that love is what gives you the power mm -hmm. to achieve all those things, to make you go beyond what you're able to do. And uh, and the sound mind is the whole mindset has to change to go along with that. You know what? So much information, so little time, just a new way of thinking yields new results. New results come from a new way of thinking. And as, we, as you talk about that, you remove, um, you know, your old programming and your self-imposed limitations and you can be and do and get more of what you want in life. You know, we're talking to today, friends, we're talking to Philippe Victor. He is the author of Pass the Baton, From Fear to Power and a Sound Mind. He has an awesome program um, that we would love for you to check out. And the purpose of his, his book is to be able to help you to be empowered, to change your mindset by becoming courageous enough to take the necessary actions. And he goes through those. He gives you different exercises to take in his book and things like that on things that you can do in spite of your fears so that you can achieve and receive God's abundance for your life. To get more information on Philippe Victor and Pass the Baton, please contact him at menandher at securingland.com. And remember to put in the subject line, Pass the Baton. We're just about out of time, but we want to thank all of you for listening. If you did not hear the entire broadcast, please visit our website for updates and more information. And please contact us at www.road the number two eternity.net. We just want you to remember out there in podcast land that you are uniquely designed 
and strategically gifted. We want you to use your gifts the way that Mr. Victor is to impact the world so that all of us can be better people and live the exciting life and have the abundance that God wants us to have. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Gifted with Sheila White. We hope you understand how your gifts can make an impact on the world. Gifted with Sheila White is produced by Road to Eternity, a film and television production company.